This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Welcome to the Market Vibe Podcast, a podcast for all things entrepreneurship and digital marketing. Each week, we'll be covering marketing topics and experts to help you maximize your efforts in your business. Whether you're just starting out or have been in business for 10 years, this podcast is for you. We're your hosts, Michael and Jillian Leonard, digital marketing strategists, brand experts, and founders of the Market Vibe Digital Marketing Studio. I hope you're ready. Let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Market Vibe podcast. I am here with my co-host and my husband, Michael Leonard. How's everybody doing? Co-host and husband. And husband. First co-host, second husband. Make sure you remember that. (laughs) I was like, wait, I feel like that's not right. I feel like it should be husband first. It is. I'm just trolling you. Anyway, what we wanted to talk about today, we've been having vigorous conversations about this, and I'm sure we might be what's the word exposing y'all for what you're doing because we've done it too anyway we're talking about in business it's really easy to get caught up in all of the everyday day-to-day social media that kind of growth and forget about growing your actual business forward and how hiring out is literally the shit yeah um and go now i don't even think it needs to necessarily just be social media i mean it could be really anything um i know one of the great stories that kind of opened my eyes to this was i was reading millionaire success habits and dean was talking about when he was uh renovating an apartment complex he bought he was spending like three or four hours mowing this like huge lawn and so he paid somebody for it and his dad got so pissed that he ended up like like driving off and like gravel hit his car or something like that but that's when he learned that day like don't spend a bunch of time doing stuff that anybody could do like focus on the things that only you can do and so that at the beginning is like what are the one or two things that you're focused on when it comes to your you know quote-unquote niche or area of expertise or whatever it is and like while we realize that at the beginning obviously like most business owners are working on a budget. They don't have a ton of money, but you can find cheap, relatively cheap help. So what are some areas that you can look to right away to kind of offload some of that time, maybe free up an hour or two, three, four hours a day so that you can spend that time doing something that will help you make money and also help you continue your education, learning, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think now with Being in an age where anybody can start a business, anyone can be an entrepreneur. If you have a laptop, you can run a business from literally anywhere. It's that laptop lifestyle hashtag. Oh my God. I think you're supposed to say the hashtag before the word. Anyways. Did you just hashtag rollout or hashtag the word rollout? Anyway, inside joke. Um, The thing is, you know, it's really easy to get caught up, at least in my perspective, 
in the whole social media growth. And while that is super important, that's more of a long-term vision. That's, you know, laying your foundation for your organic growth, for, you know, really high SEO and Google rankings and building your audience. Like that's awesome. Like that's awesome long-term. But if you're not making money in your actual business and like figuring out what your niche is, number one, and then actually doing those things and doing the things that you would need to do in order to grow your business as the CEO. So if you are, you know, your own business owner right now, you are the CEO and you're in charge of driving the business forward and making sure that it starts to grow and scale. You can't do that if you're getting wrapped up in the day-to-day stuff. And I think that one of the marks that we've missed in the past, like let our hindsight be your foresight, hire out. It is okay to hire, you know, somebody to manage your social media, someone to create content, someone to engage, you know, whether that be a VA or a social media manager, find a freelancer that you vibe with, that you connect with, that can do those things for you so that you can be focused on, you know, getting more qualified leads, making sure that you have a consistent revenue stream and hiring out more where you can and focusing on the big vision so that you can move your business forward. Because we've seen, you know, many of our clients and many people on social media get so wrapped up on, you know, on how is my post doing and how many likes does it have and how many followers do I have? And it's like, yeah, in the long run, that is going to pay you. But in the moment, it's not paying you. Does that make sense? Like, Totally. Getting so wrapped up in that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people get wrapped up in the the metrics of social media and things like that. I mean, ultimately, yeah, I mean, I guess they're they're important to a certain extent, but they're they're really not. They're not. They are, but they're not something that if you pay attention to or you don't pay attention to, it changes them. Mm-hmm. So I think really it's kind of a way of focusing on something so you don't have to focus on what you should actually be focusing on whether you realize it or not which is like you got to take a look in the mirror and if your engagement sucks and it's not good then you have to be like well maybe my content sucks and that's a pretty hard pill to swallow like nobody wants to be like dude my content sucks but like here's the thing is like you can either be honest with yourself and be like okay well i'm not putting out the best content i can put out like i'm kind of just you know whatever in it or you can just like and get better and like see different results or you can just continue to like blame other people or not do anything about it and then never grow. And so it's just one of those things where you just got to you just got to do the one or two things that you're good at. Like let other people do what they're good at and you do what you're good at. Like I am not good at website design. I can't build a website. It's cool. There are tons of people out there that can. We hired a guy who built our website. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's, it's awesome. Website plug, go check it out. Yeah, I mean, if you want to check out our website <laughs> and kidding. you want the guy, he built it on Kajabi. Like he told me, there was stuff he said that he couldn't do because it was like this intricate custom code design, and he did it anyways. He like yeah, he gorgeous. like he like me or something. Yeah, like he told me he's he like, totally oh, that did. he's like that can't be done, and then he gives me back the proof, oh, and it's like everything that I said couldn't be done. I have done it. Yes, you know what I think it is too. I think it's I think. I mean, I'm speaking for me personally because I was doing pretty much all of the content creation, all of the planning, the social media. There's a lot of ego tied up in that, especially when you're a creator because, and I mean, you totally become part of your creation because you're like, I created this, I have pride in it, I love it. And I think that there's ego tied up in there and being 
willing to say like, you know what, I am the CEO, I should be focusing on where we go in the business, not necessarily creating the content. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow because I had to really let that go. And just know that like, you know, we named me like the CCO, the chief creative officer. So I set, which I think sounds dope, like I love it. Um, I set the vision for the team. I say, this is our vision. This is our brand values. This is what we're all about. This is what the content is about. And then I let them create it. And then I also give them a little bit of creative freedom because they might have a perspective to add as well. But being okay with that. I think it's just the difference between stepping up and going from a small business to a big business and then being a leader in your business. Does that make sense? Well, you want to... You want to hear my thought on why people do that? Oh my God, am I ready? I don't know. It's because basically everybody, like very few people, like, oh, they're 18 and they start a business and they never have a job. So most people like have a job and so they're taught to like find the little place to like kind of just fit in. Mm. And so that's kind of what they're like rather than like, so that's where, see what I'm saying? No. Kind of. <laughs> I sort of do. Break it down again. like. So basically, so say what you were saying before. So I said that, so to kind of step away from being the creator and then be the visionary. Yeah. So basically people are afraid of being the boss or the oh. CEO because they're so used to being an employee. So what is it easier to do? Well, it's easier to just stick with doing social media all the time and stay busy with it because that's what an employee would do. Oh, man. <coughs> that's, I mean, that's very true, though. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Because it's what's comfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to know how to, and this is why people should read books on leadership. It's uncomfortable to know how to, because if you can't manage yourself, which a lot of people can't, then the thought of managing other people scares them even that much more. But it's very hard for people to understand, like, running a team. Mm-hmm. especially if you've never like run a team before, like mm-hmm. even in a career or something like that. So what is easier to do is to just bog yourself down with like mundane stuff that anyone could do, because isn't that like really straight up what most jobs are mundane yes. stuff that everybody could do. So that's, what's comfortable. So we innately go towards what's comfortable, mm, man. That is so true. So it's something that is so deeply ingrained in us because we're trained that's just At a feeling I have. States. I have nothing to back that up except the fact that, like, it just makes sense because, like, what well, we're that's what we're conditioned to do is go towards what's comfortable. It's our yeah. comfort zone. So, well, and if you think about school, like, you have like all these little mundane tasks that you have to complete, not necessarily work, like, none of them go toward any kind of big vision. They're just kind of main. that's at like a maintenance level. You're maintaining the grade. So when you get into a job, you know, you're maintaining the work that you have. Even if you do get promoted, you kind of learn by, it's kind of trial by fire. You kind of learn just by doing because really nowhere, at least in my experience, can I think of anywhere where leadership was taught. I remember being a part of leadership and I'm doing that with like air quotes because all that was, was planning you know the school events and then you go on a trip to six flags like that was what quote leadership was i ditched that trip (laughs) that trip was awesome what are you talking about oh i ditched that trip so hard 
my eighth grade teacher got so mad too because she literally like literally asked me she's like you're not gonna ditch are you you're gonna show up right i was like i will absolutely be there i was not there oh my gosh you were you're just a born entrepreneur sorry you weren't made for the system no i was not made for the system at all but so here's the thing is like i get it from an ego standpoint of you do your social media is can somebody get down you know everything like i could do it or whatever like that none of that matters ultimately like if your profile comes off with some sort of aesthetic but it's valuable in that it paints the vision of what the pain point is it talks about what the process looks like to then ultimately get to wherever your ideal client wants to get to that's really all that matters and so i think it's just it's because here's the thing the hardest thing and what we were doing our coaching that people said was everyone hated sales calls. Like I hate Mm -hmm. sales calls. I'm not confident in sales. I can't do sales. But what's funny is uh, funny or not funny. You can decide audience. Maybe we'll put a poll up is in the link. They would say, no, no, no. Sales are fine. Like I'm fine with sales Mm -hmm. member in the questionnaire, Mm -hmm. but then we would get to sales and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well like sell me on your thing. And they'd be like, I can't sell. I don't know. But like, so don't be like, if you're afraid of sales, like don't be afraid of sales. Like, realize that that's one of the one to two things that you need to get better at. Like we're talking about here, but like if you're bogging yourself down with all that other stuff, like you're avoiding something that you're scared of. So like if you're afraid of sales or you're afraid of like putting yourself in the situation, because to make money, you're going to have to be the one that, you know, pitches the product. You're going to have to be the one that puts yourself in front of, you know, a panel or people just work on things every single day that help you get better in that area with that extra time that you have rather than doing whatever those mundane tasks were that you were doing. Yeah, that's so true. Especially when you can hire somebody else to be laying that groundwork for you so that you can be focusing on the things that are going to get you more short-term wins. So, you know, you're landing more clients, you're creating a legion pipeline, you know, you're the one that's like setting the goals and you know, things like that while you have your team or your freelancers that you hire out working to lay that foundation for the long term, because that takes a long time to do. And I think people just get lost in thinking that that's the only thing that they should be doing right now. But it's really not. It should be like one or two things, you know, like setting the vision, leading the team, delegating, and, you know, doing sales calls and making sure that you're landing sales calls. And if you suck at sales calls, you can always hire somebody to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like just really ask yourself what you're good at and just be honest. Like, because at the end of the day, do you, you, is it really worth lying to yourself to spend like 60 hours a week? Cause the average entrepreneur works like 52 to 60 hours a week. Like, is it really worth like doing something you hate just because you want to save face. Like just mm-hmm. ask yourself like what you're good at. And even if it's like something that's like very ridiculous, like I was what I used to think like, here, I'll give you full disclosure. I used to think what I'm about to tell you was not a real thing that someone was good at. So I tried to like manufacture and fake stuff for years or learn things to be like good at something that was like physical and tangible. Like my thing that I'm good at is that um, I am just very good with people. I'm a very good listener. Um, I have a psychology background. Like I just 
people feel comfortable with me talking to me about really anything in their life. And I love making friends and people just are naturally attracted to me. But I used to think that that's not something that people can see that that wasn't really like a real expertise. Mm -hmm. So I said, Oh, well I'll just go and like try and learn something and stuff like that. But when in actuality, like the whole time I was just getting better and better because you're always interacting with people. You're always talking to people. Mm -hmm. And so I just finally had to be like, yo, this is what I'm good at. Yeah. Like stop fighting what you're good at. Right. And just like, and I love people. Like I love meeting new people and making new friends and stuff like that. And so like rather than try and fit into a box that I'm miserable in, which is whatever you're trying to do now, if you're listening to this and you're not doing the thing that you should be doing, like just pull yourself out of that and just really just be like, I'm really good at this one thing. Then just do that one thing and then just do the bare minimum. Like pick one social media platform, post, you know, maybe once every two days if it's too hard to post every day. Just like, what is it called when you like do a business for like the bare minimum? There's like a phrase. Uh, Well, there's a skeleton staff. Something like that. But just like where it's like the bare minimum of Mm -hmm. what, but then, but so that it, it, it gives you a presence on social media Maybe you have a blog, just something, maybe even a podcast, or you go be a guest on people's podcasts, but you have most of your bulk of time to focus on the thing that you're good at from two aspects, continuing to learn, always getting better, but then monetizing that Mm -hmm. because that's really the only two things that you should be doing from that one perspective. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and like a good example is, you know, me is that, you know, I don't know how to edit videos and we want to start doing videos. And mm-hmm. the idea of trying to learn makes me want to like rip my skin off because it's never been my forte. I forced myself to learn how to edit a podcast, but now with this new view, we're like, we're just going to hire out for that because like, why not let a professional do what they can do best while we do what we do best, where we, we love communicating with people. We love teaching. We love adding value. We love connecting and really being like the voice and the, the head of this company and really drive it forward with our unified vision. Like that is what we are good at. So we're going to stick to that while we hire professionals to do the same thing. So don't be afraid to do it. And you won't hear something crazy. So you won't, so you won't hire someone to do a task that'll take an hour for $20, but you get paid $20 an hour at your job. Ouch. (sighs) No, it's very true. It's the same $20. It's just, you're not thinking like you have to, everything is perspective. I say that all the time. You probably hate now that I say that all the nah. time. But like literally everything is perspective. Like how do you how are you looking at that? Because if an hour of your time is technically twenty dollars at a job, like why wouldn't you just hire someone twenty dollars to do you know, an hour's worth of whatever work that you don't need to be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's when you become an entrepreneur, it's thinking of your life in terms of time currency. Especially yeah. because you only have so many hours in the day. And if you're getting bogged down doing, you know, all this other little stuff, that's like keeping you in the day to day circle, instead of moving you forward, you really have to think about what is the most valuable thing I can spend my time doing, making sure I move my business forward. And like, of course, in the beginning, sometimes you're doing everything, because you're like you said, you're doing it on a shoestring budget, but work to be able to hire out. And if that's somebody who can create content for you, or schedule your content or do engagement for you, you know, whatever that looks like for you, 
figure out what that is so that you can focus on, you know, driving your business to the big vision that you want, which is scaling. Yeah. Or even something better you could do, especially if you're starting out, is trade services. Yes. So if you have an expertise that that person needs, I'm just going to throw out an example. So, so, but say you need someone to build you a website, but you know how to do Facebook ads. So you could say, Hey, person that knows how to build websites, I'll run Facebook ads for you if you'll build my website. And here's the thing is now it's a double bonus because now you just traded. So you don't, it didn't cost you anything except time, but you got better. You technically had a client and like if you get them great results, like you have screenshots and testimonials and all that kind of stuff that then helps you. So it gives you clout. Exactly. And so it's just one of those things where it's just at the end of the day, like that's why you always hear people say when you make money, like Grant Cardone was just saying this, I think last week in like an IGTV video, like too many people go out and buy stuff when they make money in their business. Like their first, like, Oh, I had a 10 K month. So I went out and bought something. It's like, no, that's stupid. Like you should be reinvesting that money. So you, you make that list of things that you want to outsource from the most important to least important. And you just start knocking those things out as you start making more money to the point where you're not doing anything on that list anymore, except like, again, the one to two things. So if you are someone who wants to be like a really successful coach and uh, speak on stages, that's the only two things you're doing is you have $50,000 clients that you coach, which is like maybe three or four clients and you speak on stages. Those are the only two things you do. You don't do your social media, like you don't do, you know, your emails, any of that, like you have a team that does all that. So it just, but it starts with knowing what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will end that there. That was just a little rant that we wanted to talk about. We just got off the phone with a client and we were talking about this. It seems to like, be coming up a into, lot lately. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, I think because like we spent years in our other businesses not doing this. And I think that that's something that definitely hinders growth. So if we can help you guys grow, then dope. Well, I mean, if you think <laughs> about it, like just... If ever, like, you're not sure about something, just think about it in its most logical sense. So if you're good at something, that means someone else is good at something else. So true. if you had a best friend and, say, you were an anxiety coach and the other person was a carpenter, you wouldn't want your best friend going to the carpenter for anxiety coaching. You don't want going to the anxiety coach. So just, like, go to the person. Valid. You're welcome. <laughs> Very valid. You're just like, it just makes common sense. Like, it's just logical that if you're good at something, like, you do your thing, let other people do their thing so that it gives you more time to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Just do the thing. All the things. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We've got some guests coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, please feel free to leave a comment below letting us know what you'd like us to chat about. Make sure you subscribe so you can hear more episodes. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Market Vibe podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can see future episodes and leave a comment below telling us what you liked and what you would like to hear next time. And don't forget to share this with a friend who could use some really good advice on entrepreneurship and we will see you next time.